Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the 19096 Podcast, the Buy Edition. I am John. He is Rick. Say hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. Good job. You got your finger off that uh, mic this time. Well done. Yes, I did. Uh, we are two uh, Eagles fans. This is a podcast about the Eagles and being an Eagles fan. We are not experts. We aren't journalists, paid commentators, columnists, definitely not former players. We are strictly fans. Yes, this is a football podcast, but it's not strictly football. Um, for this week, since it's a buy, I'm going to tell you what we are instead of what we are not. We are heavily biased Eagles commentary. We embrace hyperbole when deemed necessary. We're a heavy dose of sarcasm. This is insight from two fans who have watched football since we were, what, eight, nine? As, as long, long as we, we can remember. remember. That's a good one. We suck at betting, so we don't yep. do that. And uh, all this is wrapped up in just plain you know, plain common sense speak, uh, no lame brain, you know, media training here. Um, Rick is coming from you from the 6-1 Yo outside of Philadelphia, also known as the 6-1-0. Me from the Napa Valley, the, ho- Napa Valley, the home of Vermeil Wines. Um, the good news is the Eagles didn't lose this past week, so they are still at a shaky 6-7, and seven, slotted at number 9 behind the only team to lose to the Lions. Google it. You lose to the Lions. Your name is, uh, you know, earned to be mentioned on this podcast. Uh, one side note. Yes. One, sorry, one side I, note. I, uh, I do have a, a, a new um, PA uh, who started this week. Uh, he is behind me. Um, oddly, he speaks in grunts and moans uh, periodically. So you'll see here that in the background. Uh, so, uh, you know, just trying to train him. Um I, I would, John, I would just like to clarify something before we really get started. Okay. When you say this is the buy edition, that is B-Y-E, not B-I, just to clarify that. Yes, yeah, uh, as much as we embrace uh, multiculturalism and, you know, all that stuff, uh, yes, it is the B- B-Y-E, B-Y-E, B-Y-E. Yes. Okay. Um, we're on every thing. Wednesday, uh, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. Pacific, I can you know get that out of my mouth. Uh, Rick, what time is that in Nashville? That is seven thirty. Seven thirty on the nose. Seven thirty p.m. P.m. Oh yeah, good call. Yes. Yeah. Uh, on the weekends, uh, we have the one nine oh nine six podcast bonus bonus game day live edition extreme. It's a half hour half hour before Eagles kickoff, so check your local listings. What time the Eagles kickoff? Subtract thirty minutes, and you will get ten minutes of the fastest uh, ten minutes on call in. Rick, we had a buy. So, would you do this by weekend or by week? B Y E week. I I caught up on my reading. I have a certain number of books I want to read this year, and I tried to catch up on that. So, oh. yes, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm getting getting closer. Watch uh, watch a little bit of the uh, did some scouting uh, oh. for the Dallas and Redskins game. And yep. so watched a little bit of that was pretty unimpressed by both teams. So, you know, and I will say I was also unimpressed as well by the, <coughs> pardon me, the announcing team was shockingly boring, bland. <laughs> yes, exactly. I would agree with you on that. Uh, but that seems to be the kind of the running theme, I think, uh, with most, um, speaking of media trained, uh, yes. uh, most of your, you know, uh, Play-by-play and color guys, and uh, yeah, the, the NFL announcers definitely. I am. I've been underwhelmed just about every broadcast I've watched this year. Yeah, as for me, it was. Uh, let's see, a lot of laundry. Um, 
I think I probably did about uh, about four or five loads of laundry. Uh, we have one. We have four chairs in our kind of living room area. One has inadvertently uh, turned into the laundry basket. Uh, so <laughs> that's that's unfortunate. Uh, and every now and again, that laundry basket turns into uh, Walter, one of our three dogs, one of uh, uh, into his bed. So um, yeah. Uh, that's uh not you know that design as far as the layout in the house didn't go according to plan but you know that's all right right yeah good work yeah. on that um yeah. did you hang any garland this week by by chance i mean it is the uh, uh i did help yes i did help your father hang garland uh which was an interesting experience in itself yeah um our father is very particular as to decorations and doing things thoroughly and with a certain degree of intensity. Uh, this is the father who, yes. before we cut the grass, every uh, week, as when we were growing up, we had to pick up the sticks and the leaves. Could not let the sticks and the leaves dull the blade of the lawnmower. So, is that why he made you guys do that? I think that's the excuse he was um, oh my God. Uh, hiding behind. It was very interesting, John, what you just said there. John said he made you guys do that. Notice John's phraseology there. Yes, John I was, was not I old was... enough to, to, quote, unquote, old enough to do that. Um, or to, 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 push, uh, to push a lawnmower. I was given a, a mop and a bucket, and I had to scrub the driveway. <laughs> exactly. But John was very lucky when he, as soon as he became of age, we moved to California and went from having an acre of land to about a tenth of an acre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good timing on my part. Yes. But his mom always likes to say, but John had to clean the pool in the hot tub. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And take care of the chicken, uh, take care of Reggie and Clyde. Yes. The chickens. That, and that, that didn't go well. Well, that only went on for about three weeks. Yeah. Until they passed away, and then you didn't have to clean it up. Dad did. <laughs> no, yeah, Dad had to clean up, clean up, clean up the the blood and the feathers. Which yeah. to this day, I still say it was a raccoon. I haven't done my re- my further research on that. Our pro bono uh, director of research from Monterey, Mexico, has still not gotten back to me on if, in fact, that was a. Uh, yes. For for many years, just as a little backstory, for many years, John and my father have maligned the raccoons. Uh, yes. the greater Danville, uh, California area as the ones that were the killers. But I have challenged that notion because there were no eyewitnesses and it's a purely a circumstantial case. So the jury we, is still out. We did, we did just to give people perspective. We did our, our house did back up to, uh, the great Mount Diablo, uh, the devil, if you will, um, the devil, Mountain, the devil Mountain. State yeah. Park. So I think there is a, a fair amount of, you know, wildlife that kind of, I think kind of came down off that mountain every now and again, a quick, a quick aside. One of those uh, species of wildlife was, was tarantulas. Remember those? I do not remember the tarantulas. I remember mice, deer, definitely deer. Um, yeah. All kinds of, uh, Oh yeah. Cause all the mice would end up in the, uh, in the pool. We'd have to, in the pool. Skim the pool and, pick the and then we would fish them out with a net and lacrosse throw them back into the field behind our yeah. This yeah. is what we talk about on our buy edition. Yeah, this this is this is the buy edition. So. <laughs> this is called filler. <laughs> but this is real life. This is what you did as kids. You took care of the grass. Yes. You you scrubbed the 
the the driveway you you clean the pool you know that's this we relate to the common person that's the point in the open we are we are you the fans of 19096 uh so um yeah laundry let's see i it was odd to feel kind of i felt like the day had a little more uh time to it that was uh an odd feeling um so there's nothing you know and i'm sure uh ep appreciated um, you know, not having to deal with an Eagles game at 10 a.m. So um, I'm sure if she was on the line, she would say, yeah, thank God I, I needed that. So, Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely had a little bit more uh, free time, mm-hmm. um, but found plenty to keep me busy. Yes, I, I, your, father and I, your, your father and I hung garlands on yes. the uh, railing. Uh, that, that is now, that is a national pastime, right? Exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, should we jump into the, the next segment? Who gets credit for the buy? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and I, you know, I don't know I'll, I'll go first. I give it one hundred percent to Roger Goodell, uh, the commissioner of the NFL, because the NFL does determine when buys occur. So, uh, Rick, how about you? Uh, yeah, I really didn't know how to answer this one. Um, I was really perplexed and could have come up with, um, a witty, uh, response. So, <laughs> well, you know, I, I just went for like, who actually is responsible for the buy? And I, seeing as I don't know the name of the guy who actually makes the schedules, the next guy I knew was Roger Goodell. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's actually in the season. It is actually a good time for it to come. I mean, it's a long time, right? I mean, they've been playing since the Saturday after um, Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely a good time to come uh, to kind of um, you know rest up some of the bumps and bruises of the grueling uh, NFL season. Yeah, I mean. Uh... Fortunately, from everything I gather, uh, nobody got injured during their bye week. I kind of took a, I perused uh, the internets. Oh my god, I just sounded like a four-year-old when I said that. I perused uh, <laughs> social media outlets, things like that, to see what the players were doing. Uh, Lane Johnson went hunting. Uh, I guess he probably went back to his. Uh, is he from? Where is he from? Like Nebraska or something like that? Oklahoma. Yeah, he went Oklahoma. hunting. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, uh, donated a bunch of uniforms and things like that to a local uh, Philly um, uh, high school, which is cool to see. Uh, Devonte Smith uh, kind of did sort of the same. Um, who uh, who else? I'm trying to see. That's kind of the the main three that I saw. So uh, and Carson Wentz, who uh, the Colts were also on a buy this week, did not. As of this point, we are not aware of. He did not slip in the shower and break his ankle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Knock yeah. on wood. Hopefully that uh, has not changed. Since last yeah, I imagine time. he will take That's a few more showers yeah. between now and Sunday. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Well, good. Let's uh, move on to our next topic of the night. Oh, uh, yes. So, I uh, general episode review. So, um. I kind of had some uh, some general notes about kind of our, our, our first our first you know our kind of last podcast. 
Rick, did you have anything, or I can go first, or what, what do you feel like doing? Uh, it sounds like you, in your free time this past week, you binged um, our <laughs> episode, so I would yeah, be very yeah. interested to hear what you so. uh, Just for the record, I did not take a flight from uh, San Francisco to Paris, which, uh, with all the content that we've generated over the past uh, 11 episodes, would fill that entire flight. Um, uh, the first one right off the bat... Um, we are, uh, you know, what? Uh, truth be told, I did not listen to everything, but I looked back at all my notes that we had, where I had. Um, I, you know what? We should give ourselves a good old pat on the back. Our number of cliches has, has dropped dramatically. Um, early on, we used, um, left a lot of, so here's some early ones we used a lot. Left a lot of yards on the field. Hot take. Uh, moving on for what it's worth. That is a good question. Rick, do you want to kick it off? And, <laughs> and, and one I was extremely disappointed in actually was last week uh, when I was uh, busy berating CBS for being unoriginal. Uh, I use the phrase thinking out of the box. Uh, so I formally apologize to the, <laughs> to the, uh, to the fans of one nine Oh nine six for, Again, berating them with cliches. Yeah, those sound like a lot of like corporate cliches, and they sound a lot of, like what you say. I, 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 those are not in my lexicon. A lot of those are not in my lexicon. What What is in your lexicon there, Rick? Yo, yo, yo. Oh, the 6-1 yo. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's in my lexicon, but some of those, thinking outside the box, yeah, that's not... I don't use it too often. No. I don't think. <laughs> um, uh, just as a, a quick uh, follow up on last week, I, we did kind of have a shortened, uh, uh, you know, an abbreviated version, not too abbreviated, because well, we had dinner with the EP. Uh, we went to Pizzeria Matza uh, in around Hollywood. It was it was pretty good. Um, so if you're in uh, the LA area, I recommend uh, that for a pizza place. Good. That's good. Um, uh, the UNC quarterback I couldn't think of last week, uh, Chris Keldorf. Uh, he was actually in yeah, – the reason I thought ESPN – he was actually an ESPN stats guy. He went from being a, 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 a quarterback at UNC to being an ESPN stats guy. You know the, the one quarterback we just could not think of for the neither one of us? Mitchell Trubisky never, came, never occurred to us, which tells you something about uh, the, that Bears draft pick. Yeah, I think a lot of Bears fans would like to forget about him also. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I, you know, I double checked. I did use the word abstain correctly. Um, <laughs> in a previous episode, uh, Clayton Thorson was a fifth round draft pick by the Eagles. Uh, uh, coincidentally, a player we could have drafted in that same position, uh, Darius Slayton, actually, who would have been a nice addition at the wide receiver position. He was picked after Thorson. Um, so that was just some kind of a you know mild cleanup from over the weeks. I could kind of dig a little further, but I, you know, Rick, do you have any thoughts over our previous episodes? Anything that you know kind of no. came to mind? Uh, no, not really. I can't think of anything. I, I'll ask you this then. So far, if you had to pick a, a favorite moment or two in our past episodes, what, what would that be for you? Uh, I just like making John laugh uncontrollably and oh. surprising him with some of the things that I say. 
that are completely you, unplanned. <laughs> yeah, which most of this podcast is, believe it or not. <laughs> I don't know if anyone can tell. John does a very good job of trying to keep it organized, and I try and do a pretty good job of disorganizing it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find... Uh... I will say, if you if you do go back and listen to the first episode, which was a, a colossal uh, mishmash of just non sequiturs, it was pretty funny to uh, to listen to. Uh, the second episode, we tried a theme song, which just failed miserably because the uh, the technology of Colin <laughs> didn't allow for us to 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 play uh, what they. Yeah, get on that, Colin. I know. I, I put in a, I put in a, a ticket to their uh, – or sent a note to them saying, hey, this would be a cool uh, cool little addition. So. You stuck a note in their suggestion box? Uh, more or less, yeah. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the Wentz tracker? Yeah, let's, uh, let's get to the Wentz tracker. So kind of, you know, there was a buy. Uh, so everything kind of stayed the same with the Wentz tracker. We're about six snaps short. So hopefully this weekend uh, they surpass that and we end up with their first pick. I mean, it's pretty good. You know, he would have to get lost on the way to the, um, uh, you know, the game this weekend for that not to happen. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. But where that slots us in the draft is right now we would have the 21st pick, and which is that Indianapolis pick, the 11th pick, which is our natural pick, and then the 10th pick, which is from Miami. But <laughs> the picks we're getting, um, Miami has won five in a row, and they have to just stop that uh, right now. Yeah, that's uh, they're not helping us, as they say. Right, right. So it's still you know two of the top 11 picks, but um, I'm really hoping that Miami goes into tankathon mode right now because – they're really not helping themselves. No. Uh, I will say, uh, speaking of which, uh, oh, come on, ESPN. There we go. Uh, Todd McShay did release his first uh, mock draft. So just for the record, in our open, I say, we don't do mock drafts. <laughs> that meaning that we don't say, hey, this is, who, this is who's going to pick and who's going to pick. But we will read other people's mock drafts. So we, we get by on a technicality. Uh, just... We do we do not do a mock draft, but we will happily talk about other people's mock drafts. Exactly, and, exactly. Yeah, and mock them. <laughs> yes, we will mock mock drafts. <laughs> so with the Miami pick, he has the Eagles picking David Ojabo from uh, Michigan, uh, defensive end. Uh, Rick, th- uh, I almost called you Chris. Rick, uh, thoughts there? Uh, don't know the guy. Oh, okay. Is that the wind? Holy shit. It's really windy here. Oh, um, that yeah, makes for I mean, good podcast content right there. Me reacting to the weather. Sorry. <laughs> um, a wind alert. Wind alert. Wait, yeah, wind alert. Yeah, everything. So, okay, a quick aside. So this is one thing I was discussing with Rick over the weekend. Every kind of weather condition here in California is alert, a warning, or some like, like holy shit, grab your britches. It's about to be sunny out kind of like. Uh, it's never just kind of like it's raining. It's always got to be a, a red flag warning or a heat advisory or uh, a freeze warning. Right, PA? Yep, PA's on it. He's doing well. Yeah. Um, David Ajabo, he's at Michigan right now, but um, interesting fact, he went to Blair Academy in um, New Jersey. 
And I actually played football oh, against Blair Academy back in the day. So it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's like in the very, very northern part of New Jersey. And our bus made a wrong turn down the road. And that's so mm-hmm. remote. We had to drive five miles before there was another road where we could turn around. Oh, boy. So, so they must be really good at football out there because there's probably nothing else to do. Uh, well, it's a, I mean, it's a boarding school. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the next pick at 14, it would be Devin Lloyd, an inside linebacker at Utah. Um, I don't like to talk about Eagles and drafting linebackers because it's a bad history. Uh, Rick, your thoughts? Uh, Devin Lloyd from uh, the Utah Utes yep. from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're basically saying we need uh, defensive players. So, um, you know, any, you know, first 10 picks – um, are pretty, you know, routine, right? I sure hope that Howie just makes, you know, the best pick possible. Doesn't try to get too smart, like Danny Watkins or Aguilar or Rager uh, or yeah. any of that stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, if McShay, you know, or I would just do what McShay tells him to do. Or yeah, uh, I, you know. yeah send McShay, McShay a check for like twenty bucks, and you say, hey, you know what? We're just going to take all your notes. But, <laughs> exactly exactly um so that yeah but it is interesting you know we have, have the past couple of years we've definitely uh picked offense in the uh uh first round of the drafts and frankly you know some of our offense picks have been pretty offensive yeah uh i would say they've been extremely offensive um, and with the, what was it? The 20th pick. Sorry, I just lost it. Here we go. Uh, 20th pick, uh, uh, speaking of offensive, uh, Mr. McShay has the Eagles picking Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio state. And the PA behind me did not like, does not like that pick. I kind of agree with him. There's other, other needs. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, what it wouldn't be a draft if we didn't get uh, uh, yet another wide receiver. Yep. yep. Um, so. One interesting kind of tidbit I wanted to kind of throw in on this was we just say Todd McShay, like Todd McShay. Like, who is Todd McShay? And Rick, did you know Todd McShay? Um, wait, I can't. No, uh, I didn't know that, John. <laughs> sorry. sorry, is married to a uh, Boston University graduate. So that's my linkage back to uh, Todd McShay. You're like Kevin Bacon. Yeah, exactly. Seven degrees of uh, Todd McShay. Um, yeah, very interesting. Uh, he went, he's from Massachusetts, but uh, he graduated in 1995 from high school and he then attended the University of Richmond. Yep. Uh, as a scout team quarterback. On a college team, a Division One AA college team. Before sustaining a back injury that ended his college career, as we both are reading from Wikipedia. <laughs> yes! Nailed it. <laughs> we should uh, let, label this podcast Two Idiots Reading from Wikipedia. Just to let you know, you know Todd, what Todd McShay says, this is coming from a guy who, quote, had worked as an undergraduate team equipment manager at the University of Richmond before landing an internship with former NFL scout Gary Horton in 1998. 
Yeah. So he was a team equipment manager. Turned uh, uh, draft expert. So how that leap occurred, uh, I don't know. So that's why I always kind of take these uh, uh, these mock drafts with a um, uh, cautiously, I'll say. Um, McShane actually grew up with and was a roommate of, are you ready for this? David Portnoy, a Barstool fan. Okay, uh, now you're going off script because I don't see that on Wikipedia. Uh, scroll down to all, all the way to the bottom. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> all right. I got worried for a second. Is this, After, a, is this an Eagles podcast or is it how to use Wikipedia podcast? See, now I feel somewhat obligated to scroll back up to the top and select a payment method and, and pay them something. <laughs> We'll give them ten percent of our revenues. From yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. EP, EP won't approve that. Oh my god. Uh, oh well. Um. This week, right. yeah, let's yeah. yeah, let's move on to. Geez, we went from Wentz Tracker to Todd McShay's. Um, well, it was all kind of connected, yeah. right? I mean, that's the bye week Wentz Tracker when Indianapolis and uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are both off. You get a little kind of riffing on on Todd McShay and him being an equipment manager for the Spiders. So. Yeah, definitely. Spiders were I have a son in school, yes. by the way. Yep. Who played quarterback in high school. So go go Ted. <laughs> um all right, so we have a game this weekend. How about that? I yeah. guess the team otherwise known as the Washington football team. The team formerly known as yeah. the Washington Redskins. Yeah, so uh you know, I think this week the uh, the Redskins or sorry, the team uh, may want to change their mascot to the Omicrons, uh, judging from uh, the headlines coming out of uh, DC. As the uh, in, yeah. in all you know, in all realness, all kidding aside, they have like nine players who are now been put on the um, uh, IR because of COVID. One of them being their backup quarterback, Kyle Allen. Well, yeah, a couple of things. So it, over the past week. They their injury report. They put twenty five players on the injury report. Yeah, which is like unheard of. Hey, uh, just for reference, uh, the Eagles have put uh, let's see five players on the injury report over the past week. Now they didn't have a game this past weekend, but still. Um, um, so yeah, I was just reading that. So uh, Taylor Henneke. Had, however you say it, the quarterback. Heineke, Heineke, yeah. Heineke, Heineke. Um, yeah, so he did not finish the last game, and um, he's kind of questionable. Uh, let's see where. Um, and so Kyle, his backup quarterback, um, Kyle, Kyle Allen, yep. is out. Um, so then so that, uh, Yeah, they had to pull up a guy from the practice squad. Pull up a guy in a practice squad, and then they just signed another quarterback today. So, yeah, who they signed? I didn't. I missed that. Uh, I've never heard of the guy before. I mean, um, that's. I mean, an emergency. I mean, if he goes in, I mean, forget about it. You're just playing to get to the end of the game. Uh, yeah, um, but you know, now that I look at this, I don't see Heineke on the uh, injury report anymore. So maybe he's good to go. I hope so. I I kind of hope it's a. a a legit game. I hate to see just kind of I like just, you know, teams just, I just bail. Want, I, I just want the win, John. Come on. I don't care oh, if you. they can't even feel the team. Um, so, 
Uh, interestingly enough, going back to for a second this this past week, watching the uh, the uh, uh, Dallas Washington game, I did find myself not thinking about like the kind of global ramifications of a win or loss, and I was instinctively rooting for Washington. Like my gut reaction, like all my all, all my innards basically said, like the Cowboys must lose, which. As everyone, you know, or most people know, we probably want the Cowboys to win and the, um, and the Redskins to lose because that gives the Eagles a better chance of getting into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, late breaking news. It looks like Taylor Heineke is going to be in for this yeah. weekend as of now. Um, but uh, still, you know, with 25 guys, uh, just let's see, in the past. You know, since the yeah, since the tenth, which would have been what five days ago, so Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty-five guys. That's a lot of guys. That's like yeah. half the team. Yeah, that's. I was looking at their uh, uh, on ESPN, like ever their their official day by day, you know, rotation of who was on IR, and it was actually pretty hard to keep up with. I had to look at a couple sites in the end. And uh, I ended up doing a screen grab of their their depth chart and just crossing people out. That was the only way I could kind of make make sense of everything. <laughs> and like at the end of it, it's like ba- basically half their second stringers are out, uh, and they have two players, uh, two starters that are out: uh, a right tackle and uh, a left cornerback. Which means basically they should be able to get better pressure on Heineke this year or this, this game. And hopefully that means with a backup cornerback in there, one of the wide receivers can have a little more success. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, it looks like Quez Watkins is out oh, really? for us too. Yeah. I think he's got the, he's got the bug. Nice. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, we should definitely. You know, it looks like they're going to be depleted. I think some of these guys, if they test twice negative before the game, um, they can play. But still, uh, obviously, a hundred percent of them are not going to come back. Um, yep. On the Eagles side, I heard today that um, uh, Sirianni has not said that what uh, Hurts is a hundred percent. Go. It's still uh, <coughs> splitting reps and trying to see if he's going to be 100% for this weekend. So they really haven't said which. Now, that could be, you know, um, just posturing. So don't give the Redskins, you know, the, um, the um, ability, you know, then the Redskins have to prepare for two quarterbacks as opposed to one. So, I, I would say there's probably a good chance that's what it is because if you really, if you really think about, Two quarterbacks who couldn't be more opposite. Jalen Hurts, Kazintite, uh, and Gardner Minshew couldn't be more opposite. <coughs> more opposite. So it does, there is definitely right. gamesmanship going on there for sure. Right. Another uh, thing that I was looking at is so the Eagles are six and seven. Uh, and Jordan Howard didn't play in the last game, but Jordan Howard has played in four games this year, and the Eagles are three and one. Uh, when he plays, and six mm-hmm. and seven, uh, so that means the Eagles are what three and six when he doesn't play. Um, so yeah. uh, get that get that guy some pads stat. Yeah, 
Exactly. And the game that they lost was against the Chargers, where you know, that's that game we that was his it was a wasn't that his first game up? Uh no, his first game up was Detroit. Oh. Yeah. Um let's see what else. Uh yeah, uh, hopefully we can kind of look at, uh, you know, everyone's coming. <coughs> Pardon me. I caught the cough. You I, okay I, there, John? I must be on the Washington football team because I'm coughing a lot. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, hopefully with everyone kind of coming back um, refreshed. I mean, you think about all the injuries that we were looking at going into the bye, specifically Kelsey. Um, you know, I think a, a fresh O-line and a fresh set of running backs will – will help a lot in the upcoming game. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be curious to see if the Eagles kind of keep going with kind of a run-first mentality or do they try to kind of open up a little more with, uh, you know, given that they have a little more time, you know, in their back pockets this past week, they game plan a little more, you know, do they try to kind of reinstall some of the Nick Sirianni passing stuff? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, there's no doubt. Um, I think the, uh, when Mitchu played, I think part of the reason why he was successful is the, the Jets didn't, um, you know, prepare for, mm. uh, at all, you know, Mitchu at all. <laughs> uh, so that's just tells you how they are. Um, but yeah, so I think, um, you know, hopefully everyone's refreshed. Everyone's ready to come back. And just looking at some of the, you know, uh, stats on um, where the Redskins are, where the Eagles are. So the, uh, I keep on saying the Redskins. I apologize for that. Um, Yeah, so. Apology accepted. The Washington football team is 12th in uh, rushing offense. So. Hmm. Um, you know, the Eagles have been, have a pretty good record of shutting down, um, uh, the, uh, the rush and also with a couple of the, um, uh, running backs being out also, um, I think that is good for us. Passing offense, the, uh, Washington football team, that still, still sounds so weird. Um, yeah, it, I've never gotten used to it. As much as I've tried to kind of get used to it, I still, yeah, it's hard to get used to. Right, yeah. So the Washington football team is 22nd in uh, passing offense. So they're more of a running team than a passing team. Um, as far as on the defensive side, it looks like the thing, the one thing I wanted to look at was rushing yards allowed per game. Uh, and Washington actually does pretty well. Um, they are fifth in the league. Uh, is that right? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, fifth in the league. However, I think a lot of that was probably from the start of the season when they were at, uh, you know, when they had Montez Sweat, when they had Chase Young, uh, and they could kind of get after the the running backs a little more aggressively uh, since, you know, they were putting a lot of heat on the quarterback. Um, so I'd be curious to look at, <clears throat> and maybe we'll do this for the uh, – uh, um, the game day live extreme edition and, you know, kind of do our usual let's do rank first rank and, you know, kind of go a little deeper and figure out like, okay, what have the Redskins done lately? I think that's what's most important there. 
Right, right. Yes, the Redskins are, uh, as far as uh, passing, uh, passing defense, they are, uh, and this is where it makes me a little nervous, they are, what, the third worst team um, in passing defense. So I think that tempts uh, our buddy Sirianni to, uh, you know, air it out, as he likes to do. Uh, Ellie just drank out of the toilet, just so everyone knows. Els, why do you do that? Ellie's the dog, just for the record. Sorry, I probably should have clarified that statement. Ellie's the dog, not the PA. <clears throat> um, yeah. And then the Washington football team is against the Rush. Uh, they're fifth. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, the other thing is announcers this weekend. You know, I've been complaining all season that the Eagles never have an ex-player who's part of the announcing team that does one of the games. Well, that is – I can't complain about it this weekend because we have a former player who's going to be announcing. Do you know who it is, John? Uh, I don't. Who is? Uh, who is? Who would be that fine gentleman? Uh, he, uh, he only um, stayed a little while. Uh, with Philadelphia, but a one Mark Sanchez. Oh, butt fumble himself. <laughs> exactly. When he's with the Eagles, he threw 18 touchdown passes and 15 interceptions. So uh, he was here during the Chip Kelly years. Um, so this is what, week 15. I'm just pulling up the coverage map uh, just to see. Just for you fans in the, on the West Coast, will we be seeing uh, the Eagles game this week. <coughs> Good lord, have another. And it looks like we will probably not be. Nope. Yeah. That, wait, yeah. So what? No. This says Eagles. Um. Yeah, you had trouble counting earlier. Now are you having trouble with the colors? Are you colorblind? This says Eagles. What year is this from? <laughs> oh, this is from 2020. I was like Eagles at Cardinals. Like, what the hell am I looking at? All right, Ron. Sorry, everyone. I, uh, well, well, John finds the right one. Uh, obviously, huge game for the Eagles. Uh, they've been saying that for a couple weeks now, but the uh, Eagles are tied with Washington right now for the uh, last playoff spot. So they haven't played yet. So they win, they get the um, head-to-head matchup tiebreaker. So, yeah, unfortunately, uh, us fine folks on the West Coast will have to. Uh, deal with getting the Dallas uh, Dallas at Giants uh, game, whereas Washington Philly is going to about Philadelphia and Washington, and that's pretty much about it. It's an NFC East weekend. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, saw- and just for the record, Anchorage, Fairbanks, and Honolulu are also getting uh, the Cowboys Giants game. Too. Yeah, yeah. America's team. Yep, indeed. Um, yeah, the Eagles are seven point favorites right now, so. Um, <clears throat> I imagine that may, that may open up a little considering how many people just got thrown onto the COVID list. Right. I could definitely see that right. sliding some over the next 24 hours. Yeah. Um, over under of 44. So. Ah, that's a tough one. I don't know. Um. Let's see. Anything else we need to cover as far as the Eagles go? Uh, I went to Vontae Smith to catch some more passes this week. 
Um, that was kind of one of the downsides that Gardner is he didn't connect too much. Uh, you know, I always, it's always fun that, you know, having Devontae involved in the game just makes it, uh, for whatever reason, far more enjoyable to watch. It's exciting when he gets the ball, right? Unlike Jalen Rager, which is the opposite of exciting. Right. It's like, hold your breath when he gets the ball. Yeah. Uh, and the PA behind me agrees. He's like, you know what? I'm going to play with his red rabbit instead of watch Jalen Rager drop passes. <laughs> um, do we want to go around the NFL? The NFL. Uh, any initial stories right out of the shoots for you, Rick? Um, well, obviously the uh, playoff playoffs picture. Obviously, um, do you want the Eagles to win the or make the playoffs, John, or? Not where are you on that one? Um, you know, if you asked me about two weeks ago, I would say forget about it. <clears throat> but you know what? I may be at that point where I think it's actually probably better that they make the playoffs. I think getting Sirianni and folks in there and getting a playoff rep because let's face it, they're not going to go too far into the playoffs. But I think there is there there is value in getting. Um, you know that young, specifically the, the 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 coaches in a playoff game, and just get them that feeling. Um, so I, you know, to answer your question, I'd like to see them get into the playoffs. Yeah, I would too. Um, obviously, from a draft pick standpoint, um, you know, you don't want them to, but. Um, for the for the young players who got some experience in the playoffs, you know, I think that would be uh, good. Even though it would probably go up against, you know, Tampa Bay or Green Bay, right, and probably get smacked. Uh, yeah, probably, definitely be on the road, right. So, um, but uh, yeah, you never know. I mean, it's who's playing the best at that time. So, um, yep. you know, I could see it's not out of the question that they could win. Um, but anyhow, we'll see what happens there. But, um, other around the NFL, I, uh, I got a question for you, Rick, speaking, uh, speaking yes. of around the NFL and, you know, this may be an easy one, uh, or maybe it's a hard one. I don't know. I can't tell. I think it's easy, but you never know these days. Will urban Meyer be back at Jacksonville next year? And if not, who will be his replacement? Uh, funny you should ask that because um, A, I don't think it will be um, there's just, I've seen reports that he's definitely gone, I've seen reports that he's definitely going to stay, I mean who knows um, but I don't know how you have a team that's 2-11 and 11 and you survive um, I know that Detroit are 1-11 and 11 and 1 um, but yeah, I don't see you know, you got to Show something a little bit more. Uh, yeah, any other year they'd be the worst team in the fo- in, in the NFL right now. But they just so happen to hit a year where the uh, the Lions are just god awful. Right. I mean, there's four games to go, and they're already eliminated from the playoffs. Um, um, yeah, I'm with you. I think I think he's probably out of there. I think he's dead man walking. Um, why they kind of keep him around at this point. I, it's even to that, you know, in, you know, I, I got to think it's almost semi-related to, Hey, just don't fire me mid season. So I can kind of bow out not gracefully, but not as like a flaming ball of disaster as if, if he was to be let go mid season. 
just so he could probably end up uh, getting a sweet gig somewhere right. in college football. Because he, he, I mean, he ain't coming back to the NFL anytime yeah. soon after the, this. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I, I think also if you if you let him go right now, I mean, you know, everyone else is just going to give up on the season. All the players are just going to give up on the season. Um, you know, at least now you have a couple. Uh, games to give some guys some playing time, see what they're all about, right? Yep. Um, but if you fire the coach and the the team has is already out of the playoffs, it's just you know <clears throat> going to be a wasted month. Um, John, what are your thoughts about Las Vegas being awarded the 2024 Super Bowl? Is that not uh, well? You know, I think nuts? this this ties in nicely to. You know, some comments you made last week, uh, check the podcast, it's really good. Last week's episode is really good. Um, about how the NFL in general did a fairly dramatic about face when it comes to the world of betting. Uh, like Rick had mentioned uh, last week, you know, the, the NFL was very much about like, Shh, don't say the word spread or over under, you know, you couldn't say anything about that. Now it's like in neon lights over every uh, broadcast. I mean, it's insane. Like how they've just done an about face. And, you know, it's funny. You never hear like, at least on the radio, you always hear the, the little buzz at the end of an ad, like get me problems. Please call eight, six, six, you know, uh, gambler or something like that it's funny you don't hear that on the uh yeah see right i know i agree pa um you don't hear that on the commercials right the uh, oh if you have a gambling problem please call 866 gambler or something like that um but yeah no that that's that's definitely a really good point yeah i've thought that also is that it's interesting you don't hear that um but it is you know it's the almighty dollar speaks yes yeah yeah you know all this advertising and everything i mean someone's paying you know they're paying for it so um yep. i yep. think once the uh nfl realized hey there's some huge ad revenues uh huge ad people. revenues right right i mean it seems like everything is sponsored by it's like oh this FanDuel game breaking you know it's like everything that's ridiculous you know i'm just going to go to espn.com for a second and i'm going to see how quickly I see a betting ad. Now, obviously, going to ESPN.com, you're going to get a lot more Disney Plus ads. So uh, this is probably not the greatest um, website to go to. What What I've noticed on the radio also is that there's ads that are, that say, oh, uh, you know, the New England-Miami game, take the over. Like, they're perfectly oh, yeah, yeah, not yeah, using yeah. the team names, but they're using the city names so that, you know, they can get around not being like official endorsers of the NFL, which NFL probably forbids them from yep. using that unless you're part of their cartel. Yes. Uh, PA, Henry, once again, agrees with PA, you. Yeah. PA uh, agrees with you tremendously. Yes, exactly. Um, actually, I'm going to check one more website. Hold on. CBS. I bet I bet you CBS sports.com has. Oh, yeah. Right at the top. Caesar Sportsbook. Boom. Uh, yeah, so they're uh, the networks are probably the ones that are just all in on this revenue because because uh, they pay out the rear end for their uh, yeah. See, you're right uh, for the uh, rights to air these games. So, um, 
I will say, um, not that I have a newsletter that you can call an 800 number to get, but uh, I did make my son <laughs> some money um, betting the under on the Army-Navy game last week. So. Yeah. The uh, service academies are 49-1 and one to the underside um, when uh, playing over the past 50 games. Yeah. So. You didn't put a little money, as they say in the betting. You didn't put a little money on that action. Uh, I did not. No. I did not. I would have had to get the log on from um, my son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So around the NFL, what else we got going on in the NFL? Uh, um, the Monday night game, John. Uh, you know what? I did not. I was busy Monday night doing laundry. Something else. I cannot remember. Okay. It must have been um, not that exciting if I can't remember it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Rams and the Cardinals. Um, you know, it's amazing. You know, I guess I just really haven't paid attention with Matthew Stafford at uh, when he's in Detroit. But now that he's got a halfway decent team around him he's actually pretty good <laughs> yeah I, I was listening to some commentary that he's good but he's still not you know the they're not of the mind that he's going to be the one that's going to take the rams to the uh to a super bowl win yeah I, it's also you know they they swap off for um for stafford stafford and like detroit's barely even winning a game right um, yeah, yeah. and LA's, I think, having a better year than they did last year. So, um, no, that's, uh, I was thinking about that and also watching our man, uh, Zach Ertz. Yeah. Who, just to let you know, he's still as bad of a blocker, uh, in a Cardinals uniform than yeah. he is, yeah. uh, than he was with the Eagles. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I love me some Zach Ertz, but man, did he have some holes in his game? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. Was Keith Jackson? Uh, here, here, I got a question. Was Keith Jackson a decent blocker? I can't remember. Keith Jackson, for people who don't know, was a stud tight end for the Eagles back in the late eighties, early nineties. Uh, he came out of Nebraska or Oklahoma, where they run like hell, run the ball yeah. all the time in that era. So I have to imagine he had to be a halfway decent blocker. Yeah, he, he was definitely one of those early kind of, I'll say, pass catching tight ends. Um, I can't think of others off the top of my head right now, but you know, he was definitely one of those early guys. Um, yeah. Okay. Anything else for around the NFL outside of uh, Ben Roethlisberger is the most annoying NFL player. Uh, I've, you know, I can imagine. Yes. Yes. I agree. Uh, in, I agree. in every way. I talk about two people. I can't, I love Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the, uh, of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers Steelers, but man, uh, Ben Roethlisberger can take a, a short walk or a, a long walk off a short plank for all I care for a variety of reasons. Well, he will be taking uh, that walk Good. and not coming back uh, at the end of the season. Just another month. You have to endure him, John. Oh, good. Just he needs to just leave Earth. He's just a painful human being to to pay yeah. attention to. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, uh, and I'm Tom gonna... Brady's going to win the MVP. I know we don't make predictions, but and I just did, and I just broke it. Yep, see, PA agrees with me. And Tom Brady's going to win the MVP, not because he's the best player in the NFL, but everyone in the media just has a huge thing for him. Right. Uh, should we move on to unrelated topic of the week? Yes, unrelated topic of the week. Um, so Ben Simmons is still a sixer. Uh, yeah, how that is even the case is beyond me. Yes, I know, I know. Um, and the Sixers on Saturday night beat the Warriors, who at the time I believe were twenty-one and two. And then in, on Monday night, they lost to the Memphis Grizzlies by thirty-five. Hmm. <laughs> oh, by the way, Joel Embiid did not play Monday night. Uh, I, I his his appearance in games is really spotty, and I haven't kind of quite figured out why that is. Is it injury? Is it rest? Is it I I don't under I can't wrap my yeah. head around what that is. Yeah, he had COVID earlier in the year, um, but yeah, I think this past one was. Hey, I just didn't feel like playing. Right, load management. Yeah. I think is what they call that these days. But, Got it. Uh, the old LM load management. Yeah, I think also. Uh, Doc Rivers has come come out and he said last year a couple times he's like yeah we already schedule a loss for this game you know like there's games that they have already said like they're just going to play reserves I mean well you know. you know what I I fortunately and unfortunately went to one of those games and <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a schedule loss the only starter that um, that played in that game was Maxi. And this is, and they still won. And it was, un, yeah, it oh. was unbelievable. Like, uh, you know, Corkmaz basically played the whole game. Uh, Maxi was in there most of the time. Uh, the tall white dude from Iowa, uh, uh, Jordan Yang, Jordan Yang. I can't. <laughs> I swear to God, he played way too much. He played like sixteen minutes. I'd have to go back and look at like his. But it was it. <laughs> and, you look at the guy on the court, he does not look like an NBA basketball player. He looks like the guy that just walked into the bodega to buy two forties <laughs> and he just happens to be six seven. It was he does not he does not look like an NBA player. What's he I was like, what's he doing out there? Who is that guy? <laughs> uh but well, yeah, I mean really you could sit just about anybody when you play Sacramento. Right? And he was flirting with like the uh Chardonnay twins that were sitting kind of a few s- slots down, and it was a little like obvious. It was like, okay, act like you've been here before, pal. Right. So speaking of the Sixers, uh, they're playing the Heat tonight, and That's a close they, game. Yeah, they came back, they tied, they tied it up, and then lost one hundred one ninety six. Oh boy. Um, all right, uh, so, my, yeah, that's my unrelated topic of the week, the Sixers. So my unrelated topic of the week is a bit of a uh, topic shift from the Sixers. Um, so as some of you guys might know out there in the world of a uh, 19096 podcast, I got a record player a couple of weeks ago, and which has been a lot of fun. Uh, I personally think you can hear the difference in the sound quality. Um, for all those purists out there, it is full analog all the way through. There's no Bluetooth. There's no 
Wi-Fi. It is speaker cable, whole nines. Uh, EP is not excited about speakers, you know, returning to the uh, um, uh, PA's uh, making raspberries at me. Um, uh, yeah, EP is not excited about uh, speakers making a reappearance in the living room, but uh, nonetheless, it is enjoyable to have. The one thing I've realized is I've gone around shopping for um, <laughs> someone. Someone's very talkative today. Speaking yeah, of speakers. yeah, yeah. Who needs a record player? Uh, we got a, a commentary right behind me. Uh, I went, you know, record shopping, and when are what, oh, yeah, where does where does so, go record? That shopping that is an excellent question. So most of the time, it's like these you know, for lack of a better term, mom and pop places, you know, gone is tower records and places like that. You can't, you know, that doesn't exist anymore. So it's all these mom and pop places, which, you know, at first I thought, Oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to go to all these places, find all these great records, come to realize either someone's playing a cruel joke on me or they have a real kind of supply problem when it comes to vinyl I go to each one of these shops, and I swear, it's the same batch of records at every shop. It's Led Zeppelin, Boz Skaggs, Dire Straits, Neil Young, yes, uh, and, like, inordinate amounts of Randy Newman back when he was, like, a rock and roll guy in the 70s. And I, it, it kind of bummed me out a little, i got to be honest. And that's kind of, you know, in my opinion, what, what may be holding back the, uh, the vinyl world from really taking off is you go shopping for this stuff, and there's... You know, and you want to support local shops, but they have terrible inventory. Well, it's obviously not a supply chain issue. Um, but, John, your father has a number of records. He's, he he sent me pictures. He sent me pictures. <laughs> uh, secondly, what were you expecting? Like, you know, uh, I had zero expectations. P. Diddy or, you know, um, Debbie Gibson or, I, I mean, what was your expectation? I'm not a big, uh, you know, Debbie Gibson guy, as you may know, or may not know. I don't know if you know that or not. Not a Debbie, Debbie Gibson guy. I don't know. I, Did I not was, know that. <clears throat> you know, your standard, like, you know, I grew up in the eighties and the nineties, right? So I'm looking for your standard stuff, like in excess, uh, you know, of course, you got the the obligatory U two album in there. Um, you know, small band called the Stone Roses. Um, you know, I, I got a kind of a mishmash of stuff in there. Um, but yeah, just uh, clearly the the um, the mom and pop market uh, for for vinyl is definitely run by uh, folks who grew up in the sixties and the seventies. John, we have a caller. We do. Who's the caller? Uh, oh, uh, let's take her. Um, make, make, there we go. Uh, unmike your uh, mic there, caller. Oh. Hi, as long as we're talking about the record player, I just want you to also mention the rule about the number of albums we're allowed to have since I almost had palpitations when you started discussing the amount of records your father has and has sent photos of. 
what what is the limit? Is there a numerical limit? A- so initially, it was kind of a numerical limit, but more I think what is probably uh, the constraining will will we'll kind of determine like how many we own is space on the shelf in which current albums are stored. Um, so we don't want like you know the the living room to turn into a Tower Records sort of thing. Well, what I could do is I could get those records. No, you from don't. Mom and Thank and you. I can, and I no. can send them to you. No. And then you can take those to the store and you can trade them in for whatever you want. No, I just wanted to be really clear about the finite amount of space that are left for hand-picked albums, not just a, an ancestral dump of albums because they still exist in someone's attic. <laughs> That's it. I just wanted to call in and make that rule really clear. It was not my rule, by the way. That is John's rule. No, so, that that is a Coors Light cold hard fact. That was a, a rule I installed myself. So I just wanted to have it recorded in case there's anyone who needs to go back to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dad might listen to this and be like, oh, oh, what? <laughs> exactly. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Goodbye. All right, well, there, um, there you go. EP goes on the record. Uh, yeah, she was generally in support of, I think, the record player. She thought it was kind of a cool idea. I did make sure to get something that was aesthetically pleasing for the um, uh, for the living room area, so it wasn't such an eyesore. So, well, I'm glad she called in so that we could get her on the record. Yeah, oh yeah, good, uh, excellent observation on your part. Well done. <laughs> uh so that's my unrelated topic of the week yeah yeah no i like yeah. that uh on to man fail uh believe it or not uh a man fail fan mail was on a buy this week that was the one segment that uh that got a buy this week so um look forward to okay. uh just stockpiles of fan mail next week uh speaking of which next week will be Hold on. I got to, you know, I'm going to triple check this. Stand by, everyone. This is uh, labeled as part of the podcast. John looking up the Eagles schedule before I uh, back myself into. Uh... Yes, next week will be uh, a, a lead in episode with Evan the Giants fan. Um, and it sounds like uh, the PA is not a huge fan of that, but I'm sure he will once he, uh, once he hears Evan the Giants fan in his return. Um, yeah, we're also yeah for all those that are kind of, kind of just a reminder. We're on every Wednesday, five thirty Pacific, uh, eight thirty Eastern. Um, and don't forget to catch our uh, our weekend podcast, which is the one nine oh nine six podcast bonus game day live edition extreme. Uh, ha- new and improved, yes, new and improved one nine oh nine six podcast bonus game day live edition extreme. Uh, AccuWeather full team coverage half hour before Eagles kickoff check your local listings what time the Eagles kick off subtract 30 minutes and bam you got the fastest 10 minutes in call in history um, I think that's uh, I don't have anything for uh, final thoughts uh, PA is uh, running out of steam so All right. yep, take PA, PA. PA needs some help um yeah, is that funny? Yeah, that is funny, isn't it? Um, but Rick, do you have any final thoughts this week going into the uh, the COVID bowl? 
Uh, yeah, I'm uh, not big on predictions, but um, you know, I really think we have a very good chance this weekend. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think uh, I I would say I you know I, I think I've said this uh, a lot of times. I am once again cautiously optimistic. Um, yeah. So as Eagles fans, yeah, yeah, nothing nothing is a given. Uh, even after the game is over, there's still a chance the Eagles could find a way to lose. Um, Okay, well, that's it for us this week. Um, Rick, uh, we will see you on Sunday, half hour before kickoff. Uh, and I'm sure I'll talk to you once more before then. Great. Take care, Have everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks, John. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now.